Hey guys, thanks for joining the Radiate Church podcast today. I'm Brandon, the lead pastor here at Radiate, and I'm honored that you jumped in to hear this message. I hope that it challenges you, inspires you, and leads you to the life God intends. Enjoy the message. Hey, we're in week three of a series called Be About It. Look at your neighbor and tell them, say, stop talking about it. Be about it. Look at your other neighbor and say, this is for you. This is for you. I'm just kidding. Maybe it is. I hope it is. This has been a great series. Been real excited about this series and what God's been doing here at Radiate Church over the past couple of weeks. So to back you up just a little bit, you know, uh, before you watch a TV show that you love, they always rewind a little bit to the previous episode to kind of catch you up. And so I want to do that for just a moment today as you're getting ready and flipping over to Nehemiah chapter 4 today. If you don't have your Bibles, that's okay. You, you can use your phones or whatever, but it'll come up on the screen as well. But so the past two weeks we've been talking about Be About It, and it's time that we stop talking about goals and we stop talking about wanting to make a difference and we stop talking about all this stuff and we just learn to just be about it like actually do it and so the first week we talked about the importance of knowing why you do something why are you doing this why are you serving why are you wanting this job why are you marrying this person that's a really important one okay and um, just invite you to be a part of the vow that starts the second week in February. Just telling you it's going to be great. Marriage series. Even if you're single, you need to be a part of that. But anyway, so we talked about why. Why are we doing these things and how important that is. And then this last week we talked about um, not just why, but we talked about what is it and how do we do what it is and the importance. And I just want to recap last week and I want to remind you that your ability, you're never given an ability without a purpose attached to it. And I want to ex- expand on that for a minute and tell you this, you're, not, you're never given an ability without a purpose attached, but you're never given a purpose without eternity attached. Somebody else's eternity is attached to your obedience with the gift that God's given you. I just want to tell you that today. It doesn't matter what the gift is. Some of you are gifted in ways that I look and I'm like, number one, how in the world can you do that? And number two, why in the world would you do that, right? Some of you guys are great. How many, how many organizers do we have in the house? You guys are great organizers. Man, I love you guys, but I look at you, and I, you are the ones that I go, why do you do that with your life? Why would you go through that and put yourself through that? I can't do that. It's too much uh, just monotony for me. I've got to be moving at all times. I, I have to change something all the time. And so, you know, you're gifted in ways, but I want to tell you something. Your gift, your ability has a purpose attached to it, but it also has other people's eternity attached to it. So when I walk out of my gifting and my ability and I won't walk in it, guess what happens? Other people's eternity is put to the risk, put to chance. I just want you to feel the weight of that for a second. And so that's the importance of what we get to do. So this week, we're going back on all of those things because here's the thing. You may have listened to last, you know, two weeks ago. Maybe you weren't here for the first uh, experience of the new year. But you were at a place to where you went back and watched it, right? And so you were like, okay, that's great. I know my why. Like, I figured that out. And then last week, I had some people. Dude, we've gotten story after story of last week. We've, I had somebody come up, and he said, dude, I got involved in a life group. I went and signed up for a life group because I finally was like, it's time for me to get off my butt and do something that makes a difference. And i got to get around some people that are going to help me grow. That's a literal word-for-word translation of what he told me. How great is that? Come on, somebody. Why ain't y'all? Come on now 
You know, and I heard some people that were connecting after service and they were like, man, God just, I needed that today. I'm ready to go take on hell with a water pistol. I'm starting a nonprofit and I'm doing this. And I'm like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And so maybe you heard two weeks ago and you know your why. And maybe you heard last week and you're like, okay, I have an ability. There's eternity and there's purpose attached to that. And I know I need to do something. But maybe here's your response. And I've already heard it from a few people this week. Maybe here's your response. But I've just got so much to do I've only I don't I don't have time I don't have time I don't pastor I I don't have time to do that I don't have the opportunity to do that I I I just don't like I've got too much in my my lap to do and and I just want to start off with a haymaker today and it's this everybody has the same amount of time in their day but not everybody organizes it the right way it's all about priorities. And so I, my goal today in praying over today is this. We're going to walk out of here and our brains are going to be spinning with God going, hey, there's some things that you need to reprioritize because your hands are full, but they're full of the wrong things. You ever been to the place? I was thinking back as I was talking about this week. I was thinking, I take it whenever we get back with groceries, I take it as a personal challenge to get every bag in in the first trip. Anybody with me in the house? Yes, come on, somebody. Right? That's my thing. Like, I just want to do that. And so I'll walk in, and I've got 10 bags on, on me, and I'm, like, doing this because i got one around my ankle. And here's the worst thing that can happen. I'm carrying all those in, and then my daughter walks in before me and closes, closes the door. And then I'm left standing there going, Really? And this has really happened before. She closed the door one time. I, couldn't, I didn't even have a hand free to knock on the door, so I just went. And I just started knocking on the door with my head. And she came to the door, and I just looked, and I was like, really? Really? She did that to me this morning. Really, Dad? And so uh, I thought about that. As uh, John, will you come up here and help me? Y'all give it up for our campus director, John Hopgood, in the house. And so... So I, I thought about that, and I wanted to give you an idea of what that looks like in our lives whenever we say, I just don't have, have the time. I don't have the opportunity. I don't have the, the, the margin, the space in my life. i got too much to do. And so here's what it looks like a lot of times, right? So we've got work in, in, our, in our lives, and, and this is a representation on this table of your life. And so we got work, right? And then we've got the... We got, um, no, let's do this. And then we got the gym because we got to stay healthy because our body is a temple. And if I don't stay healthy, then... All right, give me that pot right there, John, if you don't mind. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right. And then, so we got to cook, right? We got people to feed. We got, we got people to feed. We got mouths to feed. We got kids to feed. We got all this stuff to feed, right? And then we got kids. So hand me that right there. If y'all, y'all, How many of you guys got kids? Y'all know what I'm talking about, this little baby computer right here. That don't ever cut off and gets on your nerves. And, um, and so, and then you can't, don't forget about the phone. You gotta have the phone, cause you gotta have connection to things that don't matter at all times in your life. <laughs> you know, I gotta have that Instagram filter where I can swipe left and make myself look good. Yeah, that's it, boy. You looking good today. You know what I'm saying? And then we gotta clean. Hand me that cleaning stuff right there. And all right, y'all know what I'm talking about. How many of you men clean out there? Come on. Ain't nobody making noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought, right? And then, and then you got the baby. The ba give me that little baby mop. You got, 
got the baby, right? And then, hey, I got sports on the weekends. Like, I like to play sports. Show them the back of that jersey right there. That jersey right there, show them the back of that. I even got my own. That's the front. I even got my own right there. Yeah, boy, golf. I ain't ever played a down of football in my life, but I got my own jersey. I can tell you, toss that around my neck if you don't mind, please, sir. Right, right there. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? And then you got kids' sports that you got to keep up with. Some, find a place where that'll, that'll oh, praise God. And, and, then, and then I can't forget about the Bible and Jesus in the house. You know what I'm saying. I, God, that won't even fit. And then, oh, oh, I'm about to lose it. I'm about to lose it. And so many of us walk around every single day of our lives, and this is exactly what we look like in it. We feel like it. We're like, I ain't got no time. Pastor talking about praying for 21 days. I'm fasting, but it ain't on purpose. I ain't got time to eat lunch. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Pa- Pastor wants me to come to church on Sunday. My, my goodness, I, I'm just going to sleep at 4. Get up at 6 and go, go sir, praise God. My daughter kicked a field goal yesterday in soccer. That ain't even a real thing. I've got so much stuff in my hands, I, ain't, I can't even think straight. You know what I'm saying? And so we get wore out, don't we? And so we can go, I know my why. I know what I need to do. Take that Bible off because I'm about to drop everything. And that's got markers in it. I know why I need to do things. And I know that what I have the ability to do can can shape somebody's eternity. But I ain't got no time. I, I got my hands full, right? You ever heard somebody say that? And so, help me, good God bless America. And so, we got our hands full, and can I tell you, having our hands full, thank you, John, y'all give it up for John one more time. Having our hands full ain't a bad thing. Having our hands full of the wrong things is the bad thing. And I want to show you real quick in Nehemiah chapter 4, we're going somewhere, that computer's talking. I want to show you in Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 17 and 18, where they were building a wall. If you followed, it's been a story that we followed. In verse 17 and 18, their hands were full. But there's something that took place. It says, those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand doing the work and with the other hand holding a weapon. As for the builders... Each wore his sword girded at his side as he built while the trumpeter stood near. Now listen, their hands were full, right? They had an ability, they had a, 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 a stone, they had a hammer, they had tools in one hand, right? If we're reading the Bible and we're taking it literal... And, and, and they had a weapon in the other hand. Well, let's go back for a second. Now, I'm going to give you some context. The reason they had to have a weapon in their hand is there was a gang of men, Sanballat and his boys were coming up, and they were mad that somebody was doing something to rebuild something of God back to its splendor. And so they were putting an all-out assault on the Jews in Jerusalem and Nehemiah in that time, and they wanted to dare down the work that Nehemiah was doing. How many of you know this? The fact of the matter is, is when you're doing something powerful, everything will come against you. And that's the truth of the matter. It's going to happen. And so they're sitting here and their hands were full, and, 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 but their hands were full. Notice what they were full of. They were full of things that made progress. They weren't full of things that made them stand where they were. So, Pastor, I know why I need to do it, and I even know what I'm gifted at doing. 
I even know that if I don't do it, somebody else's eternity may be hanging in the balance. But my hands are full. I don't have any more time. Well, let's go back and show you. In, 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 in two things took place when their hands were full of the right things. Two things took place. Look at verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to skip down to 6. It says, now it came about, here's some, I, I was just talking about this one. Now it came about that when Sanballat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, he became furious and very angry and mocked the Jews. He spoke in the presence of his brothers and wealthy men of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they offer sacrifices? Can they finish in a day? Can they revive the stones from the dusty rubble, even the burned ones? You know why they were so mad? Because something was changing. Something was changing. They can't do this. Are they going to do it for themselves? They're doing it all in, the, in spite. And then verse 6 says this. After all of the threats, the negativity, the made-up stories, the lies, the character uh, demoralizations, verse 6 comes in. It says, so we built the wall, and the whole wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Don't forget this. Look at this. When you do something powerful, there will always be an attack that will come against you. Because anytime something changes in favor of the kingdom, the enemy will try to tell you something to keep you from working. He won't try to tear it down. He'll try to get you to stop working first. Because if you're working and he can make you stop, then progress is halted. That's part of the reason many of us get to one level of spiritual uh, growth in our lives, in our marriages, and with our kids. We get here and we spend the rest of our lives there. It's because our hands are full, but they're not full of anything that makes progress. And we believe what the enemy has tried to tell us, that we can't do it. It's all done for us. He's going to destroy your character, your reputation. He's going to come against you in any way. And here's the thing that I've learned. The more we listen, the less he, I mean, the more he talks. Whatever works, the enemy amplifies. Whatever works, the enemy amplifies. And so they're sitting there, and they got the best. We've read the story. They got the best of intentions. We're rebuilding Jerusalem back to the prominence and the beauty of what it was so that the Jews that are scattered and abroad, and they can come back, and we got a place to be proud of, and we call this home, and we can sit within the confines of Jerusalem, and we can reach out to people and bring them back home and do all these things. They're doing it with a pure heart. But Sanballat, who doesn't even know Nehemiah, doesn't know the Jews that are working, doesn't know the priests. All he knows is they're changing something against my regime, and it's threatening me, and now I've got to destroy their character. And so I just want you to hear this today, because you're going to walk out of here today, and you're ready to be about it. You're going to walk out of here today, and we're tired of talking. We're tired of yapping. We're tired of sitting around at Starbucks at a table talking about dreams and goals, and we've been doing it for six years and never seen progress. We're tired of sitting in church, and all we do is raise our hands and sing our song and get pumped up because we got the best worship team around, and the bottom line is we get pumped up by that, but then we don't get pumped up by anything internal or eternal, and so it goes away after about six months or about six days, really, and we have to come back on Sunday to get pumped back up again. Why? Because I'm believing everything everybody else is trying to tell me. They're coming against me going, you're just doing that for attention. You're just posting those pictures online to rub it in my face. You're just doing this, and you're just doing that, and you just, and I just, and they just, and they just, and it comes to a point to where we almost have to treat it like Charlie Brown's mom. I want a teacher, sorry. I want, want, I want, want, want. Who cares what they say? 
they're going to come against you. They're not going to like it. Do you know why? Because as we elevate, something's being left behind. Can I tell you there's things in your life that if you really want to grow spiritually, you got to be willing not to just move forward. you got to be willing to leave it backward. Because if you don't leave it where it was, it's not meant to go to the next season with you. Your marriage is where it is, not because you're not wanting to go forward, but because you're not wanting to leave something behind. I got to get rid. My marriage will not move forward till my pride stays behind. My marriage will not move forward until my selflessness, I mean selfishness stays behind. Things have to change for progress to be made. So they're coming against Nehemiah. The first thing we have to know and you have to see, their hands were full of the right things. So therefore, what Sanballat said didn't even matter. Listen, some of us put more stock in what somebody says on Facebook than we do what God says in his book. I don't care. And there comes a point when I'm tired of talking about it, I'm ready to be about it, nobody can talk me out of God's promise. One of my mentors, Bishop Tony Miller, told me this one time. He said, when God speaks something to you, do it before your mind talks you out of it. Look, look, look at the end of verse 6. It says, for the people had a mind to work. They didn't have a mind to go, what is the easiest way to get this done? How fast can I make this happen? How, how difficult is this going to be? Because my hands are full, Nehemiah. They didn't just sit back and didn't just go. And this goes to the second thing. When your hands are full of the right things, you work no matter what. He looked. and They didn't just look and go, Nehemiah, that sounds great. We're going to rebuild Jerusalem. That's good. I'll tell you what. I'm going to pull up a blue padded chair, and I'm going to sit there and watch you do all the work. They said, Nehemiah, I'm good. Don't give me a chair. Don't give me nothing. Give me some Gatorade. Give me a hammer and give me a sword because we're getting together on this thing and we're going to build something together. I'm not watching you do it. I'm going to do it and let you inspect it because the bottom line is we are all in this thing together. We had a mind to work. And I think what a lot of us do, I know this is a hard word today. A lot of us get this mentality, not a mind to work, but a mind to coast. What is the least amount that I can do with the greatest blessing? That's why we ask questions like this. Well, if I do this, is that a sin? Is God going to be mad if I do that? If I look at those things, is he going to be upset with me? If you've got to ask that question, the answer is probably yes. Just stay away from it. Just get out of it. If I say those words, is that not good? Is that hurting my influence? Yes. But we have a mentality not to work, a mentality to reap. I want to reap as much as I can without sowing as much as I can. I, I want the benefits of being at a prosperous church, but I'm not giving to it. I want the benefits of God's kingdom in my life, but I'm not dedicating my life. I want the benefits of God's kingdom blessing in my life, but I'm not sowing the seed to reap from. Are you following me today? They had a mind to work, not to coast. If you look in verse 6, uh, continue in verse 6 it, 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 I want to go back it says so we built the wall and the whole wall the whole wall it was joined together half of the site for the people who had a mind to work I want you to really grab that because not only did they not care about what he was saying they didn't care that he was trying to stop them in fact I, I want to go back and look at Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 3 you can just write that one down verse 3 something interesting takes place Sanballat won't give up he's a, he's a persistent little dude right and so he goes and he starts sending word for Nehemiah to come off the wall and, and talk to him. And here's Nehemiah's response. Listen to this. So I sent messengers to them 
saying, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? Are you with me today? In other words, Nehemiah looked at Sambal and said, you ain't worth me halting the progress on the promise God gave me. All you're trying to do is tear everything down. And the more attention I give you, the more venom you spew. And I refuse to come down from working. And here's the thing. We give too much validation to somebody else's opinion. There are some people, listen to me. You don't need to cut everybody off. We love people around here. But here's the deal. Some of us, we need to look at them and go, I love you and I appreciate you, but I ain't listening to you. Because I'm growing out of a place of negativity. I'm growing out of a place of entitlement. I'm growing out of a place. I'm moving up levels in my spiritual life. And I ain't coming down from the wall that's making progress to sit down and talk to you so that you can talk me out of everything that I'm trying to get to and that God's blessed me. You just need to be quiet and you need to let me speak something prophetic into your life instead of you speaking something pathetic into mine. I ain't got time for you, Sanballat. I'm moving somewhere. I'm doing something. I'm rebuilding something. You standing over there paying attention to the cracks in the wall, and I'm paying attention to the stones that are being built. I'm trying to do something. Shut your mouth. I ain't got time for you. But the moment somebody don't like us, let me sit down and talk to you about that. So why don't you like what I'm doing? I don't understand. Like, tell me, what about, I'm following God, and we feel like we're on trial with them. No, you're not. They're not going to like it. They're a sand ballot trying to get you to come off of progress to pay attention to them. Listen, when our hands are full of the wrong things, every distraction is a major irritation. But when our hands are full of the right things, every distraction does not need our attention. I'm learning that in my life. The more I sit back and know what my hands need to be full of as I'm chasing God, listen to me, every opinion doesn't bother me anymore. Because here's what I know. Radiate Church ain't for everybody. And neither is any other church in the world. And guess what? There's some people, I don't know why, that don't like my preaching. I don't get it. I think I'm pretty okay. You know, like, praise God. I wasn't looking for that, but thank you. But that's okay because I used to sit back and go, they didn't like what I said. It don't matter. If God likes what I said, you don't have to. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, my job is to challenge, not to appease. Your job is to make progress, not to give attention to people that don't want progress. You can't do that. You can't change that. That's all Sam Ballot was saying. You can't change that. That's all for you. It's all for you because you're changing something. Who cares if you're changing something? If you're changing it for God, then that's what matters. You know what I'm saying? That's where the progress comes in. And so I, I just want to tell you that we, let's go back to this for a second because this is where we really are going to hang today for the next five minutes. Is this. Pastor, I get you. Like, I understand, and I've got this draw, and most of us would say, I've got this beating right here that has purpose in it. And I'm, I'm drawn to doing something bigger than myself. I, I'm drawn to making a difference, and, and i got this ability that I really, Pastor, I really, really want to use. I really want to do something with it, but I'm just, my hands are just so full, Pastor. Like, I just had a kid. Me too. I got three. 
And they all three crazy. My wife's got four. Y'all like, how's that work? I'm the fourth. But you know what? There comes a point where I got to go, are my hands being full or are my hands just busy? Busyness does not equal production. You need to hear that today. Busyness does not equal production because here's what we can do. We can load our lives with things that none of these things are even bad. None of them are bad. Playing sports isn't bad. Cooking, I mean, obviously you need that. Kids are great. These things right here are not bad. Here's the difference. When I allow them to fill my hands so that I can't make progress, then it becomes a bad thing. Because I'm not looking at God and going, tell me what to do. And you know what I should have added in there? Money. Because I have to at any point be willing to do this. God, I know I'm here to raise these kids, but I'm dropping them off in your lap. You do what you need to do in their life, and I'll be the conduit that you do it through. Whatever it is. God, God I know soccer is important, but maybe this is a season where we don't need to do that right now because we need to focus on ourselves rather than anybody else. God, God, I know, I know cleaning is so important. I've got to do that at the house, but maybe right now I just need to love on my kids and my husband or my wife, and I don't need to freak out over dust on a baseboard. Come on. Because none of us would look at this stuff and go, that's bad stuff. It's not. But when our hands are full of the wrong things, and you, in your mind right now, have a list of 5,000 other things you could add. In fact, if you don't, when you're laying in bed tonight and can't go to sleep and your mind is racing, that's what your hands are full of. And so as their hands are full, their hands are full of two things. A tool and a weapon. Our hands have to be full of two things. Our ability and his word. That's the only weapon we need. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says this. Hebrews 4 12 says, For the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. It, 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 it goes into talking about let me pull this in. It goes into talking about how the Word of God is a double-edged sword that is used for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ. Listen to me. Everybody right here. I need you to hear this. You don't need to go to work tomorrow with a sword on your side. But you need to go to work tomorrow with the Word in your heart. This won't ensure that nothing ever happens to you, but it will ensure that it doesn't destroy you. Come on. You know why many of us give up in the middle of progress? Because somebody starts throwing insults and arrows and fiery arrows and fiery darts and all those things at us. And we don't know this word that declares that we are above and not beneath, that we are head and not the tail.
that declares that we are more than conquerors, we don't know those scriptures enough to look back at the enemy and go, you can shoot your arrows all day long, and they may hurt and they may distract, but they won't destroy. I can tell you that right now. I'm going to make progress. I ain't coming down from this wall for you, sin ballot. I'm not coming down this wall from you for you. I've got something to do. I've got an ability. My hands have been full with the wrong things, and I've been distracted the entire time. But right now, my hands are full of the right thing. I've got an ability, and I've got a sword. And you come at me, and I'll cut your doggone head off with it. Don't mess with me, saying, but I ain't got time for your mouth. I ain't got time for your opinion. All I'm doing is trying to build something in this place. All I'm doing is trying to build something. If you look, last thing, I looked at the wrong verse. Hebrew, sorry. Ephesians 1, 4 says this. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. Let me bring this home today. Before the foundation of the world, you were created with an ability, with a purpose, and with eternity locked on to you. Hear me. And so everything, listen to me, everything that distracts us was created after us. Which means I was made first. And I was given dominion. Which means the things that distract me, I have the power to kick out of my life. You following me? I need to tell you today. The reason we talk about it and we're not going to be about it so often is this reason. My hands are full of everything else. And then I fit in God's word when I can. I, I fit in God's promise when it's comfortable. When my kid ain't screaming, God, I'll do something. No, you pick that kid up screaming. Bring your pack and play. Put that stupid little play school computer in there and look at him and go, get distracted by the lights because I got something to go build. Because here's what we do. And, and, and this is just, I just felt this this morning. We often try to segregate family and ministry. Pastor, I can't do ministry because I got a family. Come again? Or, Pastor, I can't do a family because I have a ministry. Nowhere in the Bible is family and ministry segregated. Nowhere. In fact, go read Nehemiah. The entire family was involved in rebuilding the wall. Their kids, their, everybody was involved in rebuilding the wall. It didn't matter. They were just involved. You, you want to know how to change this world? Let your kids see you serve God with a relentless passion that you don't just talk, but you do. Let your kids come along and see you stand here on a Sunday morning. Let your kids see you hold a sign on a Saturday morning. Let your kids see you hand out uh, uh, invite cards. Let your kids see you pray for people they don't even know. Let your kids watch you read the Bible. Watch your kids. Let your kids watch you pray. Whatever it is, you want to change the world? Quit talking about it. And be about it. Because there's some things in our lives, I'm, I'm convinced and I know this without a shadow of a doubt. Some of that stuff's got to go. Depending on the rhythm and the season. Because I've got to get to a place of who cares. In closing, I want to challenge you with this. You live your life 
for an audience of one. One. Would God be grateful for what you say and how you act? Would God be pleased with how full your hands are, yet his kingdom is the gates are burned and the walls are knocked down? And he's waiting on somebody to help rebuild them. But God, I got too much to do. I'm trying to climb the ladder at work. Good. Do that and do him. Do his work. Do that and move forward with the kingdom. Because I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me. This is challenging. Everywhere you go is your mission field. Everywhere. Work, home, even when you're by yourself. Character is what happens when nobody's around. You're bigger than the enemy that's trying to stop you. You're smarter than the lies the enemy's tried to tell you. You're stronger than the enemy has tried to convince you. And the truth is, he's halted the progress because we came down off the wall. I want to challenge you to do something today. I did not have this in there. I want to challenge you to sit back on the wall again and push all this other junk off. Who cares? Push it off. And then stand on the wall. And look at them and go, y'all worried about if I'm going to fall. Who cares? Stand on the wall. And look at everybody else and say, I ain't got time for your mess. I ain't got time for you anymore. It's time that I do something for the glory of God in this house. I'm here to build. I'm here for purpose. I got ability. I got tools. I got a weapon. Something's changing in this house. Stand to your feet. Father, we honor you in this place. We give you everything we have. We take our place on the wall. We look and we say, we ain't got time for nothing else. Nothing else matters. Give us the ability and the knowledge, the opportunity and the wisdom to move forward and make progress, not get halted by anything else. God, we're yours. We're yours. We won't sacrifice purpose at somebody else's opinion. God, don't let our hands be so full of everything else that it can't be a full of what you've given us. Let us sit back on the wall again and have the right tools. Your word, your purpose, your ability, your promise, your purpose. God, no matter what, let us move forward, marching forward with, with our sword by our side and your word in our heart. Then when an enemy comes, we take slices when it's necessary. But we put our tool to the work. Let us rebuild. Let us move forward. Let us make a difference. Let us not care. But let us be motivated to move. God, we honor you and we worship you and we give you every single thing that we have. And if you believe that it's time to take your place on the wall and you're ready to put your tool to work, put your hands together and let out a shout in this house that's going to change the world. Come on, you can do better than that. We're so glad you joined us today at the Radiate Church Podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry in any way, let us know. Send us an email at matter at radiatechurch.net to share how God is working in your life. Join us in reaching others by investing today at radiatechurch.net slash give. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive weekly messages delivered right to your phone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.